1: Hello, and welcome to The Shift, the podcast that aims to tell the no-holds-barred truth about being a woman post-40. Created and hosted by me, journalist and author Sam Baker. This week's guest has been in the tabloids since her early teens. In fact, like me, you're probably guilty of thinking you know all about Meg Matthews just because you read about her marriage to Noel Gallagher, her partying with the Primrose Hill set, and her journey off the rails and back on again. But she set out to prove us all wrong with her campaign to put an end to the menopause taboo, and a new book, The New hot. We
2: would not have had to go through that if I'd read yours or my
1: book, then we would have been prepared
2: for it. And then I wouldn't have had all those years of antidepressants,
1: dark places, not leaving the home. In her North London living room, Meg talks with sometimes brutal honesty about the symptoms that almost stole her sanity, losing the will to live and trigger warning, how watching her mum die from osteoporosis made her determine the same would never happen to her or to her daughter, Anaïs. I'm in the fabulous home of Meg Matthews in North London. And it's, do you know what, if I lived here, it would be covered in black cat hair. It would be a ripe right mess, but it's pink and white and fabulous. And it's great to be here. Thank you, Meg, for letting Thank me you. in your house with my mess and my... That's fine.
2: Well, you know what? I'm just lucky that Ziggy does not molt. He's a wired haired Hungarian Vishla, and he's going to come bounding in the door any minute, I think. So there's a fuss, a hustle, and bustle. We're we're good with our dog friendly. Yes, good.
1: I've had Emma Freud's kittens. I've had. Great. (laughs) Okay,
2: yeah, you've had them all. Brilliant.
1: Great. Meg, where do we start? Well, let's start with. You telling the audience a bit about your menopause experience before we get on to the okay. About 48, I came back from holiday. I
2: felt very anxious, overwhelmed with life, and also very tearful. So I went to my GP. I thought it was holiday blues. They gave me antidepressants mm. for a year. They didn't really work. I started not to sleep. Then the anxiety was so bad a year later at 49 that I basically... You know, just could not cope. And I went to an AA meeting and I said, Look, what's the use of being sober as I'm a recovering alcoholic? I might as well drink. And then this woman came up to me after the meeting. She said, I think you're going through the menopause, everything you shared about. So I looked at her, I thought, Oh, it's a bit cheeky, isn't it? You know, yeah, I, you I'm know. not that old. No, yeah. I, you know, I just had this Whoa. image of my grandma, you know, grey hair with yeah. her walking stick she gave me a number as I was I couldn't even drive that's how bad it was I, like the fear of driving I I just worried and this anxiousness I couldn't even right, drive so you
1: had no clue what was happening to you no at that
2: point I thought the colourful 90s had completely caught up with me my <laughs> mum always said this is going to catch up with you Meg you know to my acid house days and my Britpop days and my punk rock days <laughs> I mean every single part of that world was surrounded by drink drugs and a fashion of some kind so you know and I thought Maybe I just shattered my nervous system, but it had taken twenty years to catch mm. up with me.
1: That so the was the anxiety was the symptom. Basically, my main symptom, point, it yeah, boring. it was
2: the main yeah. symptom. I didn't know that I hadn't had a period because I had the coil. And I was one of the mm. ladies that don't bleed. So I didn't know whether I wasn't having a period. I didn't ever get a hot flush. I still haven't today.
1: Lucky you.
2: You know, I do go red here. You can see I get like this, yeah. but I think that's a, just a bit of nerves or... Yeah, that's not mer- hot flush. Yeah, it's no. just a bit red. Yeah, it's just a bit red. And I get that sometimes, but I think I've always suffered with that. But do so. you
1: think that you would have known, if you had got hot flushes, you might have thought, oh, maybe I'm having the menopause. No.
2: I would have thought it was, you know, I was flushing out everything the that toxic was toxins in my system so no I didn't
1: well you've really and... got a karma thing going on <laughs>
2: yeah the toxins I had to up.
1: pay for my wild. yeah
2: lives. I think yeah well I have had to pay for my um, sins definitely
1: <laughs> now, I'm really interested in that mental health thing because I think that's nobody knows that that's going to be
2: one of the symptoms that's so
1: common with menopause when
2: we did a survey it's in the top five anxious overwhelmed Mm. everything that we're taught or or we've picked up over like me watching sex in the city with samantha having a hot flush you know talking about finding a gray pube or you know all this sort of stuff wasn't there so it was quite it was worrying because i'd never heard anyone talk about my symptoms i couldn't relate to it at all and it started to be quite frightening until I, this, this lady shared with me and we chatted and she told me all the products that she was taking, the Estradiol gel, she told me everything, the oestradin, she sent me photos. So if it wasn't for this lady, six years ago, sharing with me her thing, I didn't find these from, you know, wow. um, any other doctors. I got this from another woman back then, six years ago. So who just fluky,
1: not a friend? No, just
2: a complete stranger so
1: how long had you been sober at that point
2: yeah I was a good few years clean let's say yeah and it
1: made you feel so bad that you just thought what's the point yeah what's the point yeah bad. yeah
2: I feel that that I bad
1: think that's a really big deal
2: yes it, it was and so you know I was just a bit like all right I'm reaching 50 I don't drink I don't smoke I have a very healthy lifestyle what the hell why am I doing this what for to mm. feel this shitty to feel this anxious, to feel this, like, I don't connect with life. I can't leave my house. I ended up not leaving my house for just up coming up to my 50th birthday. I did not leave the house for January, February and the beginning of March. And then I left to go for my 50th birthday.
1: God, that yeah. sounds so familiar, honestly.
2: Yeah, I just didn't want to leave this like womb. I was just like anxious. I would try and make excuses. Like I would get up first, I would light a few candles, put my gym gear on, and as would come down and she'd get an Uber to school. I just said I was busy, so I couldn't drive her. It was only up the road, she was 15. And then my partner would come down, he would go to work, then I would go upstairs, get back into bed, set my alarm for 4 pm get out of bed at 4pm, sort of smile and look a bit happy, pretend that I've worked out and I've had a great day. And then I would just say, look, should we have a takeaway, guys? Um, You know, I can't be bothered to cook. But really, I just couldn't wait just to go and lie down again. And you couldn't talk to anyone about it? No, I didn't really know how to. I didn't really know what was going on. There was nobody was telling me.
1: What about girlfriends? Are you the oldest amongst your... I am. Not that I am. No, level, but... I am
2: probably, yeah. But there was still nobody was... This was six years ago. There was one girlfriend, um, Janice V, who I started to connect with. And we were like, oh, my God, we're both going through this. But we spent a year trying out tapping and crystal healing and hypnotherapy and... Kesiology and you name it, we probably both of us spent a good double figures, thousands on all this stuff, but not actually just going and getting our gels and basically doing what is not out there and it's not really made available, this information. So hopefully, Mm. that the information Mm. that you can get from this book and from the website, you'll have the ABC of HRT, you'll be able to read this and it will be like the Bible.
1: Yeah, it and, absolutely. It's yes. super useful. And I was reading it yesterday. I was thinking, wow, if it had just been that easy, digestible place to find yeah. it six, seven years ago, because I had a really similar, not exactly the same experience, but like anxiety, lack of confidence, yeah. like also rages. Yeah. And I just didn't know until my period started drying up. Yeah. I, I literally didn't have a clue what was no. happening to me. No, didn't I didn't either.
2: And look, you're a, a really well renowned journalist even in your world you think you would have come across it in the whole time that you were working in publication and everything you know this is why when I start the conversation women's eyes light up and I can see and I just love when I can see and feel that they are like, oh my gosh, maybe this is me. And there isn't this information out there. You know, it's brilliant. They're calling it the Me Too now, which is amazing. And Michelle Obama and Sharon Stone and all these great people. But if we have to look six, seven years ago, there was nothing out there. Then no one was talking about it. When I started to go through this, I was like, why aren't any of those women, those great women that we look up to over the years and years, great actresses, great philanthropists, or whatever we call them, you know, why has no yeah. one come out they and said it? Had it? Of course they have. Yeah, exactly. They've all had it, and they yeah. can't tell me. I know everyone doesn't go through this, but mm. 90% of people have some symptoms, yeah. yeah.
1: When I started, none of my friends were going through it at no. all. they were just like, oh no, and almost, they were also a little bit like, oh, get away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it literally puts. Like, you the yeah, like it's going to be catching. Yeah, like and like it's, it's a catching. weakness. It's like a sort of
2: saying, yes. I, I am an alcoholic. I'm going through the menopause, and I just knew the same way as I brought um, strength to saying I'm an alcoholic um, within these all these times that I'm talking. I got a DM today and it made me and Anais like cry because there was this woman who just watched my recovery one with Fat Tony on YouTube or whatever. And she just said, Meg, I, and she, but she said, I'm sorry, I just wanted to send you this, but you know, you, I can relate to everything you said. And I think you've saved my life and I've booked to go to rehab and I've opened up to all my family Oh, and I'm amazing. like 43 years of age, and I was just like, oh my god, it's just beyond. Because I reached yeah. out and said, do you need my help and everything, and she said, I said, we'll take my number, and then she messaged me out and said, look, I've just managed to start speaking to a rehab, and and I've decided I could just relate. So it's anything, and I that's just amazing, think, yeah. you know, a lot of women do drink a lot, not you know, not saying it's bad, but you know, when I talk I about do. it, there's a reason why I I I talk about it and I don't know why I do but it just seems to come out when it's the right time maybe it's because I feel that it's something that will help a lot of people because they don't the same way as there's shame and a stigma with alcoholism and with menopause they shouldn't be we know it's a disease and it should not be seen like that so maybe hopefully that along the journey it will help all sorts of women
1: so when this woman at um, at AA introduced you to HRT what did you do then? Did you just go oh, straight okay. to your doctor? So I made I rang up my GP, made the appointment, they
2: said two and a half weeks. So me being I'm quite a privileged person, so I did make an appointment with my gynecologist. My gynecologist said, um, come in. I went in the next day, um, and then she gave me oh, Sinaius. It's my daughter. Hi. Hi she said, um, I do your bloods. And then I'll give you oestrogen and progesterone. And we'll see if you need testosterone in a couple of days. Now, that's quite privileged because to see Mm -hmm. a menopause, it can be 280 to 3 pounds pressure. Your uh, blood's on top, 500 to 700 pounds. Now. So, then in two and a half weeks, I took my bag and I went to the GP and I tipped it out on the table, everything that I had. And she looked and she just went, Oh, I don't know. She was young. And I just thought, mm-hmm. I said, Well, look in your magic book. So, I made her look in the book and we could see that estradiol and progesterone and testosterone was available. I so, see. basically, the woman in AA also told me about menopause clinics. So, she's the one who gave me all this information. So this so astral woman. woman was really and she wasn't critical. even English. She was Brazilian. She was quite fab as well. And and she told me all these things. So I went with this information to the GP. And I said to the GP, you know that you can refer me to this menopause clinic. There's one at Chelsea in Westminster. There's one at the Royal Free. But I can go anywhere. I don't have to stay in my borough, which I thought I did. There's only 17 or 18 in the UK. Now, she couldn't give me testosterone. So if you go to a menopause clinic they are allowed to give you testosterone yeah, but
1: and it's only male testosterone isn't it yeah so, but yeah, whatever yeah whatever <laughs> you know there is
2: a female one that is available in the uk you can get it privately, privately yeah. but i get a big i have to say this i get a big tester gel like that which is mans i do a pea size it lasts me like 6 to 8 months if i do buy the 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 feminine one okay it's like a little tube of toothpaste so and i feel i'm sorry but i want to get my money's worth i'm going to take
1: this for the no, next I think that's 40 years really interesting though isn't it it's like oh it's for women it's non-essential. So it can cost a fortune and be really small. Mm. So the tester gel, because they have to do mm-hmm. good lots of pumps, men. We do a
2: pea size and it lasts me. Are you okay? I'm just laughing and that's just how everything is for women. You can buy men's razors in packs
1: of 20, but women's <laughs> razors like £30. It's like, and it's pink.
2: And it's pink. Exactly. <laughs>
1: they just make everything more expensive for
2: women. That's true. <laughs> um, well trained. Well trained, yeah. Yeah, so basically getting back to this it's um so all the information i was given by this wonderful woman she was like
1: godsend yeah
2: and so this was even before that i discovered the you know the menopause doctor or anything so i'd already been given all this information you know and then i was so pleased when i went on and i was like started to speak to all these great menopause women that i wanted to work with like dr reese newson you know liz oh how
1: did you how did you go from going to your gp and going? here's all the stuff to because going after... actually I'm, I'm a woman on a mission now
2: because as I laid in
1: my bed for
2: three months and I was looking on website and, and having this sort of what am I going through well it was sort of like after that three months so I shouldn't say I was in the bed then it was like after that I just everything just fell into place it was so organically like I designed all my products in 2016 that are there they're vegan they're natural they're sustainable they're in sugarcane house they're made in britain they're packaged in britain and even that it's like i was looking at the planet I'm not doing any plastic so they're three percent plastic well all this stuff was just coming out somewhere and it was just organically, the products, I made them, I did them all, I did the ingredients. My juices were flowing, <laughs> shall I say? Yeah. Not quite, yeah. I haven't seen them for a little while, but anyway. Yeah.
1: But I think that's, that's really interesting because my theory is that when you get a hold of menopause and you get kind of through it or you know, you get it under control. Yeah then you kind of start to have this kind of almost this power yeah like yeah power. I, I
2: i yeah and you're right i just think i've never felt more comfortable or more com- confidence in my skin as you say i just seem to become as i always like to think of it as the wise woman okay so if we had the tribe throughout time I would be the wise woman of the village. People would come to me for my stories. They would come to me for my knowledge. I wouldn't be fornicating anymore with the young warriors. (laughs) That's been taken away from me. I'd be having the children, food would be brought to me, and I would basically be the wise woman. And I feel that is what's happening now. People don't bring food to me. But my wisdom that I have got through this journey of mine, through all my life, which has been a very, very, you know, amazing life that I've led... And I have done a lot of amazing things. So I just think it's my time to give my and share my experience and my knowledge with with every other person.
1: And when you started going to experts saying, yeah. you know, actually, I'm going to set up this website, I want to use mm. my platform mm. to, to get menopause out there, how did they react?
2: Amazing. Everyone's been so helpful. Everyone has had me on their platforms, had me. I've worked really closely with... You know, Dr Louise Newson, Newson Liz Oh, I mean, everybody as we support everyone. I think the menopause is great. It's a time where it's not we all we all get together. We all help each other um you know it's it's not that young bitchy sort of place no it's really nice i will support any any woman or whatever anybody else has got going on and i see today that everyone posted today all my stuff so you know it we really are like a community and the more of us together because there isn't many of us And the more that we can support and help and get changes in this country, like if we'll get together, like lobbying in Parliament around the workplace, um, around, um, you know, GPs, around um, getting the, the information and the knowledge out there, you know, and if you can't, that's why the new hot is about so women can pick this up and and you know and, and knowledge is power so even from the age of 35 if I had the chance I'd be reading this book because it's going to prepare you for the whole of your perimenopause which can start as we know from a very early age from 40 um, which was like like for me because now I know when I go on my app and I can do a symptom tracker on there and it you know and it's just at your hand you just do it every day you will see so I know now that I'm back then when I used to have those weeks of not feeling myself I just thought I was hungover but it was definitely probably that but I also think it was definitely my hormones going up and down.
1: Why do you think people are so or have been so reluctant to talk about it?
2: Because there was a stigma and there was a taboo, and I don't know why there's a stigma and a taboo. I, I don't know why. And do you think I, it's because
1: people don't want to admit to being old or over the hill or past it? Or... Yeah, but we're not old,
2: are we? No, when I exactly. look at a, maybe it's something to do with our generation. There is a complete difference between a fifty-year-old now in 2000 than there is in in the 90s 80s 70s you know we go right back because when my gran was still having a blue rinse and you know and was quite frail you know i mean they had a quite hard life didn't they you Mm -hmm. know go coming up from the war and stuff like this and i don't know it's just now when you look at a 50 year old woman and we go back it's not the same
1: also, it's like all our... I don't know about you, your nan and my nan, you know, they all had osteoporosis. Yeah. And it's like what nobody said. That's because you haven't got any oestrogen.
2: No, nobody said, nobody even to said my mum. No. My mum my died of osteoporosis. It was the most hideous thing that I've ever seen. And I watched her die and, you know, were in a hospice and it just took away all love. She didn't want to live anymore. She ended up in, in like, in a like a nappy she had a fractured spine heel and it took you know it was like two or three years and it was really sad to watch and you know if I can give information out there because I knew she had osteoporosis but I had no clue that it was connected with the menopause she said she had osteoporosis and I knew it was um and I knew it was um Genetic, is that right? Yeah, yeah. And and I was like thinking, okay, so maybe I just get that. But I had no clue that if I took oestrogen gel, which is a prevention, without having to say. When I got diagnosed with osteoporosis at the age of forty six, I basically had no idea what what to do. I was just going to take all these tablets, but I didn't take them, and I ended up last year really thinking god i've already had it now 47 48 49 51, 52 53 54 that's still a long time but when you say 46 54 it doesn't sound that long but it's like eight years or whatever it is it's a long time of having it and now i haven't got it right you haven't because no. the between 2018 and 19 i did a dexa scan 2018 i had osteoporosis 2019 i did a dexa scan live with dr newton and um professor reed who works closely with the royal osteoporosis osteoporosis society and i managed to come out of the red and into the board of osteopenia and um that's and that's amazing and that was with no um and taking no drugs just taking the estrogen, uh, uh um watching my diet and doing weight-bearing exercises
1: yeah because there's so much of you know the advice around osteoporosis is take calcium well, yeah, but, but like, yeah, yeah, but then we there's a lot of other things you need to
2: yeah. you need magnesium, you need, um, you know, you don't just take loads of of calcium because you'll fur up your your mm-hmm. arteries. So, you know, there's it's it's about a whole it's about big green leafy diet, you know, lots of magnesium. Yeah, you know, take um, calcium, but don't just take those big huge crunchy capsules, you know, <laughs> things that are that no. size, and think oh my god that's going to save me because it's not. And even that should be put out there, because my mum used to think that. She used to crunch away Mm. on that with all the medicine, all the
1: calcium, but she wasn't having any
2: magnesium, so there was nothing going into her body.
1: I just think that's one of the very many things about menopause that we don't know that you know is the yeah. lack of estrogen that, that mm-hmm. and i yeah and that's what that. i mean that's why i'm trying to get the
2: message out there because there'll be you know we know one out of two women in the uk will suffer osteoporosis one out of three will suffer a stroke or a heart attack now i i only learned this with the british heart foundation because i thought that um you know that that was big men drinking 20 pints of beer a night mm-hmm. smoking 40 fags and eating you know you know pie and chips but it's not women are suffering more because the easter diet protects our heart as well and my mum had a stroke when she was in the hospital so all these things are flagging up for me and Mm -hmm. i've seen it first-handed so that's why it made me want to go delve deeper and deeper into this
1: do you remember your mum having menopause
2: no because i left home at 17 and I was in London and then when I would go home at weekends they were always so happy to see me, I can't really remember her ever sort of, I wasn't really there for it so I would go home and see her or she would come to me but I never noticed it and she was not very moody and so it wasn't really picked up on
1: What other symptoms have
2: you had? Um I had loss of libido, I had um aching joints, I didn't sleep, um I did have night sweats. I mean I ticked off twenty-four symptoms.
1: Yeah. I did the thing in the book as well. I think you've got a list of thirty four
2: symptoms in your the book. Yeah,
1: And I think it was only like two or three that I hadn't No, heard. yeah,
2: I mean I had dry mouth syndrome I had dry eye syndrome I mean my mouth still sticks together My tongue feels too big for my mouth But it's a weird yeah.
1: sensation So I always like, thuh, thuh, like that <laughs> and you've got loads of coping mechanisms as well Haven't you? I mean loads of like do lots of natural things yeah. and you're very healthy tell us a bit yeah about. so I think my lifestyle
2: is um it's progressed with my journey because feeling good and feeling grounded is my biggest my biggest biggest one every day so every day I you know walk outside with nature and as much as it used to seem when I used to think about this it, I used to think oh yeah so airy fairy I really did think like that as well but it when I started doing it, it really worked for me. It was like, you know, walking my dog early in the morning, doing 10 minutes of yoga, not like hours, just 10 minutes, just wakes up everything, opens your heart, opens all your chakras. Five-minute meditation, um, lots of, um, you know, lots of, of, of water, lots of um, green juices, you know, just the things that feed my body and my soul, and it really works.
1: You are super healthy, aren't you? Yeah, but it but it, feels,
2: it feels good. It's not like, you know, it's, it, to feel really healthy, the thought of um, not feeling healthy scares the living daylights out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think when you, you come through the other side and you feel like this, you're, why would I want to not feel like this? You yeah.
1: Know? Yeah. How was it going through this when your daughter was going through adolescence? Fine. She was, she's,
2: yeah, she was amazing around it. She is amazing. I don't think... I, think I love we, her little
1: piece in the book. Yeah. It's, it's really, really sweet. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, she was great. I mean, we've always been really open, so, you know, I talked about it and was completely open with her. And, you know, she's a very open young woman and, you know, is very wise and very... Um, beyond her years should I say I feel she's great yeah so everything you know with her is is um she's always had a great opinion about everything and she she yeah she wasn't like oh my god it's the menopause she was like oh okay you know and um since then she's you know she's uh, a big advocate of it should I say I hear her talking with her friends and all her friends buy all my intimate washes and
1: Because you've kind of made it into, well, it is your mission now. And is she cool with that?
2: Mm, Totally cool, yeah. Why wouldn't you be? Yeah. (laughs) You know?
1: Well, her her menopause, when it comes a long way down the line, will be a lot easier because of this.
2: Yeah, of course. And that's what I hope that we would achieve from this. Yeah.
1: So have you... Did you feel at any point that you were as you were a woman getting older that you were being the society was kind of invisibling you
2: yeah no i mean no not really i don't think my mind was really did that much thinking about that it was just yeah, i want just... to get better i want to get well so it might be sort of selfish i wasn't really thinking i wasn't looking at there thinking oh i walk down the road and no one whistles from the from the mm-hmm. uh scaffolding anymore or you know um, you know, I walk into a bar and people don't turn. You know, so but it was it for me. It wasn't. I just wanted to feel good in me. So that outside bit that was, outweighed. No, it, yes. it outweighed. Yeah, Cause
1: I will because because you were you know you were a party girl. Yeah, and you know. And people used to like look at pictures of you. People being on the other side of the being mm. being outside Meg Matthews, and you were just like always out having a fab time mm. with your mates and being cool and wearing cool clothes. And and now you're a you know, I don't want to say poster girl for menopause because yeah. an, advocate. an advocate, advocate much yeah. better. It's denigrating to say poster girl. But yeah, that's a really big shift, isn't it? How does that? Yeah. Well, that's you?
2: why I suppose. Um, I got made career shifter of the year for yeah. Red magazine yeah. in 2017. Yeah, I think that's, you know, it was a big... A but, of a you know, pivot. but then also we'd also open up to a new thing because before, you know, if you were a model, you had to be a model. You couldn't be an actress and a singer. So I've noticed that there was a complete shift for, for people that if you were a presenter, you could go on acting and you could be a model and then you could sing. And I think the same way as career shifter you know the the same year that i got um voted or got accepted that award you know there was samantha cameron you know she was able to do her her clothing range without getting stick as well so i think also moving along we were allowed to do this for some reason you know saying we were allowed but we didn't get we didn't get like um you know didn't get people back slapping us you know that you'd we'd done something wrong or you know we couldn't do that it was like we were able to move forward it does
1: feel like it's a bit of a generational like you were saying oh. earlier about that being a bit of a generational shift it's like what our parents had to put up with but also it's like I don't know about you but I would kind of look down when I was working with loads of millennial women and think there's no way they are going to put up with their Facebook feed suddenly being full of caftans and smocks because they're a middle-aged woman. There's no way they're going to put up with yeah. this. So, you know, why should we? Yeah. Yeah, true. Very true. But um, mine doesn't. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so, what do you think about the representation of women our age in the media and advertising and all of well, that? Well, I stuff? mean, that's like, you know, that's a whole other thing,
2: isn't it? Mm. I mean, yeah, okay, we still see, you know, YSL and Tom Ford. I mean, you know, they're girls of 20 with their skincare. You know, I do believe that we are moving and we need to move away from that. Personally, I don't really take it on that much because I know that it's a young girl and you know it's a young girl and we know she's that age. So i still go to Hourglass or whatever and buy buy stuff, so I don't really... Don't really think about no, it? No, I much. don't actually. Mm. I mean, I get asked this a lot, but I haven't really sort of gone down that route of... Well,
1: you've kind of got a few things on your plate. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> <Really>. have,
2: yeah. <laughs> you know, I do know in magazines, of course, you know, I flick through and I see young people, but, you know that's just the world of advertising isn't it yeah it really yeah, is. yeah. Mm. and they're always going to you know use those women
1: yeah and they you know it's their job yeah they probably i work really hard at my job but mm. it, it isn't my job to to look s- no to look like that luckily no, no and me <laughs> as well i mean i try to look the
2: best i make of myself but you know it's like you know i would never be a hand model and there's some people that are just hand models
1: yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's like the whole fuss about um, when J Lo um, and Shakira did the Super Bowl, and there was a real mixed uh, mixture of people. Half the people were like, "Oh my God, that's just more pressure on me to look like that."
2: Oh and my that, God, I know. I'm just like, go there, amazing, if I look yeah. like that at 50, embrace it, look like it, we, you know, we, you're not J-Lo, you know, you're at home, you're not on a film set, you're not all about your look and what you do, and she, you know, when you look how many films she's done, and how hard she works out, and how, you know, she's amazing at singing, I mean, you know... Yeah, That's why she is where she is. It's like Madonna where she is, because they have something, that little bit of very special stuff about them. It's why they are there.
1: Yeah, and they work incredibly hard mm. to get there and stay there as well. Yeah. Which is sick. yeah. What's your emotional age? Fourteen.
0: Fourteen <laughs> I love
1: the answers to this question so much. Mm. So much. Tell me why it's fourteen. Because the minute you start taking drink
2: and drugs, you spiritually stop growing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. there you go.
1: But you've done so much
2: growing since then. Yeah, oh yeah, I have now, yes. So, yeah, my age now. I don't indulge anymore, so of course I'm growing spiritually and connecting and open to to everything now. I'm not sort of, you know, bogged down, you know.
1: Do you still feel like that young Meg inside? Yeah, I'm still quite a young
2: Meg, yeah. Very, yeah, I think I am, yeah.
1: Would you go back, if you could go back to no. any age, would you? No. No,
2: no, would I. no, I'm very happy to be this age. I have a far sigh of relief that I don't have to be 20. I really, you know, feel a lot for young people when I was listening to LBC, when everyone was getting the results in and the stories, and I was just so sad for these people that had lost their places at Cambridge and stuff, and they'd worked so hard. I just hope that it gets, uh, you know, a bit better
1: yeah mm. yes it's tough definitely yeah where do you want to see Megs menopause
2: just growing and becoming like MegsMenopause.com, like a magazine with all the health of the menopause but you know you just don't go on there to shop the products and the menopause I want to turn it into an amazing hub Megs lab and all the amazing vegan products that on my journey through my life that I've come across that I love I want to share with other people I just want it to be um, the goop for normal people (laughs) who can afford it.
1: What's been the best thing about this journey? The messages I get back
2: and the people that I help. Just like, thank goodness I discovered you and thank you for what you've done. And thank you for being honest about your vulnerability, about your drinking, about your anxiety and and making us all feel normal. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's amazing, isn't it? Because I still, when I think about it, I'm still so shocked how... Like you say, we're like we're not women who never left the house, you know. I know, that's, that's why I mean. it was so, to be so in the dark. Yeah. I'm still shocked when I think about it, and people still don't I know. believe it. But then, I was, I was talking to a woman last week who just read my book, and she said she gave it to her, so she was in an early menopause because she'd mm. had a hysterectomy, and she gave it to her friend first, and she said, you have to read this. And she was like, oh, it's about menopause, I'm not there yet. And she's like, well, A, it's not just about menopause, yeah. it's about life. But also, what are you going to do? Are you going to wait until it's like smacks you in the face? Yeah, this when you, is. When
2: you don't have to. We had to. Yes, we had to. Like, we and we went through all that on our own, in our heads, you know, through all that that time thinking what is going on and that's what I mean like with your book and my book you know you can pick this up and that's and because I've I've got ADHD and dyslexia I needed it to be lots of color broken up boxes you know so when I look at it it's not daunting and overwhelming that's the reason why I made um, makes menopause like it was and the Instagram like it was because I wanted things to be quick and colourful and a few lines and then you could go on the website and then you could get more detailed but you could get what you needed just from, you know, tapping on those photos or pictures and images and the same way with my book I was like, I need it to be like this because I need it when I open it that I don't go, oof because yeah, that's I what happens to me Don't want it to be
1: intimidating Yeah, off-putting. and I
2: just thought, you know you can carry this around and you can look at it and you can just flick and you know all the things it's got in it, and like you know, make Meg's makeups for tips, and my favourite products, and just everything in there. Let's talk about it. So just all nice little, you know, quality pieces, but not you know too much.
1: Because I think one of the reasons people don't want to talk about the menopause is because they do, they feel like it's an end. And I think the more women like us, you know, you, me, Michelle Obama, yeah, are going. End, it's not the end, yeah. That's what we need to tell because it's the start of a whole new thing, yeah.
2: A whole new thing, but you know, you, you, we were not about to go through that if I'd read yours or my book, then we would have been prepared for it, and then I wouldn't have had all those years of antidepressants, dark places, not leaving the home, um, having to get knowing that if I do this or I do that, then my life is I'm going to feel better and you know the brain fog will go and you know and the estradiol gel is just like the best thing ever invented Mm. and um why why wasn't it out there i just said hrt and i got like this banner that just kept saying cancer cancer and i was like what 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 didn't know Mm. that there wasn't i was still thinking about you know synthetic hrt the old-fashioned hrt tablets i just thought it was all like in one thing when someone when, when um, Sarah Matthews gave me my gel and I was like rub and I said what that's all I do I so oh, you know I'm not testing my blood and, no. <laughs> and um, you know I was like that. I was thinking oh the hormones regulate and all this sort of stuff maybe I'll put a tiny bit too much in and then I'll get breast cancer I, that's what I mm. went to the fear and the no knowledge and like we say knowledge is power when you don't have that it's fearful it's scary it's not understanding it and it's so simple It's like so simple that that's why I get annoyed. It's like a joke. It's not even like, you know, this should be available and it should be out there for every single woman in the world. It should just be there.
1: Yeah, instead of a whole... Yeah. You have to track it down, like you have to go on safari to find it. And then, like you say, if it's easier to get if you can afford to go and get it like you went private I went private because I had a gynaecologist who I'd been seeing because I'd had loads and loads of gynaecological problems but um, I spoke to so many women and they were you know a lot of them were like you know I had real trouble getting my doctor to give me anything they always gave me antidepressants first yeah they Instead, do, yeah. You know, um, but they don't
2: know. That's the yeah, problem. Um, it's not their fault. They, no, they they ca- don't know.
1: Well, they're you know. general practitioners, of course. Yeah,
2: and they get. Um, there, we looked in it. I think it was Diane um, Bruzen. I can't ever say her name. I, you know, I Bruzen. Can't yeah, Bruzen, But anyway, sorry, yeah. Diane. Um, she was telling me that there's I think 28 medical stores in this in this country training our doctors, and most of them have. Only have three hours on the menopause, and some of them curriculums don't even have it. And it's not up to date, it's not up to what Louise Newsom and everyone is talking about. So, unless a GP decides to go out and redo, you know, so
1: doctors have three
2: hours teaching, yeah, on the menopause in the whole seven years. Oh my, and they don't, and that's going to happen to every you know, half the population. So,
1: unless they specialize, that's it,
2: yeah. And there's not many menopause specialists. No, hardly any. It's yeah. really hard to find yeah. one. You know, and so this is another thing that needs to be changed. Unless they want to go out and do their own research and, you know, that's why Louise Newsom is always doing workshops for GP. She does big, you know, she does big conferences, um, teaching them the up-to-date up to you know, and I, I know it's not their fault. It's because it's just not there for them to learn. So they, they don't have all the body identicals, the eustrogen, mm. progesterone, and, you know, they just don't know. And I'm sure after a full day's work, you know, they're so busy anyway, the G, our GPs, that, you know, it's probably the last thing they're going to think about. But, you know, half the population are going to go through the menopause.
1: Yeah. Do you ever feel like if men went through the menopause, it would be a totally different ball game? Uh...
2: Yeah, probably. Mm. I'm sure it would have been, it's like Viagra, isn't it? Now you can just go to Boots and buy it. Yeah. You know, over the counter, you know, so, yeah. You know, when our libido goes, we, you know, we just have to, like, do everything in our power to bring it back, but, you know, a man just can take a little tablet and that's it. Yeah.
1: It doesn't even have to it's...
2: mentally get in the zone. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> you know, to um, have an orgasm. No, because I've heard um, the, you know, the laser rejuvenation, Mo- is it Mona Lisa treatment referred to as female Viagra, and it's like, hang on a minute. That cost That's you three and, three and a half grand. grand. Yeah, three and a half grand, and Viagra is nineteen ninety nine. you can buy it and buy Yeah,
2: no. no yeah, no. I've had the rejuvenation, and um, it doesn't give you libido back, by the way. <laughs> you do have an orgasm while you're having it done, but it um, doesn't um, basically bring it back, no. Does it hurt? No, it's amazing, it doesn't hurt at all and it does really plump it back up again it because as work. you look, you know, like collagen on our faces our vulvas, as we get older they get flatter they're not as plump as they used to be, like your face you lose collagen, there, the same in your face you so you everywhere. need to look after your vagina as much as you look after your face that's why I made all vaginal products <laughs> yeah intimate wash and balms and and lubricants you know because no one else was making stuff and i basically did the balm because i could feel that when i wore jeans or when i would chafe when i was had my leggings Mm. on which didn't happen to me before
1: no
2: and it was because the vulva is um it hasn't it's not as plump as it was so that's why i came up with them
1: (laughs) I mean, and then people really don't want to talk about that, do they?
2: No, everyone yeah. sort of squirms. But, you know, yeah. if you just talk about it, then it takes the
1: sort of... I really liked that you did in your book. And in my book, I've got a chapter about atrophy because I had, I had a really bad time it, with it. Yeah, and, it's painful. And people just kind of say, oh, my God, you really go there, don't you? And you're like, well, what's the point of writing about yeah, it? Yeah, are not, not going to. I
2: mean, yeah, when my when I went to my gynecologist and they took out my coil um you know she said oh you've got a bit and I said oh I know I've got a bit of thrush I'm so sorry I've been using laser canister she went no it's little white marks there that's probably vaginal atrophy I'm going to give you some uh, steroid cream some whatever cortisone cream yeah. I was like, cortisone on my vagina oh my god and she was like yeah that would do and then I was like well what do you mean i have never even I never even heard of that word vaginal atrophy Probably saying it wrong, um, but I'd never heard of that either. It was just like, gosh, oh. everything I do, there's something new. Now I have to go home and read about that, find yeah. out more
1: about that. You and know. When I've tried to talk to a couple of friends of mine about it, they were literally like, "La la la yeah. la, la la, I'm not listening, yeah. get away, take yeah. it away." But
2: you know, it probably will. It, that, even that percentage is very high. Collapsed pelvic yeah. floor, one in three women. And that's the whole oh. hammock of muscles that goes, you know, runs right across there, you know. The wise yeah. tenor lady, some multi million billion pound company. Even in, everywhere you look, there are, you know, nappies and pads and knickers with pads in. And, you know, I never knew what that lady on before Lorraine was doing, springing across a field and yeah. beautiful grey hair. She was a good looking older woman. <laughs> and it said tenor lady. For years I've watched that, for like 30 years, never. Yeah clicked to me oh is that because oh pelvic floor now we know one in three women is going to have that problem when they cough or sneeze and then it happened to me so i was like oh wow yeah i stopped wearing beige you know (laughs) pants and pale pink i just went straight for black and i used to always wear light colors yeah when i was training black no not today (laughs) no in the gym
1: i won't be (laughs) coughing here it'll be fine (laughs) So, I'm going to ask you the four questions that I always ask at the end. Okay. Firstly, uh, what piece of advice would you want to give younger women?
2: Even if you want to cringe, and not just because it's my book, but you know, just take in about perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause, even if you just get a bit of knowledge on it. It will really prepare you in life.
1: If you had a superpower, what would it be?
2: Oh, gosh, I've never thought of this one. If I had a superpower, what would it be? Go through time, I think. So I could go back and change everything for oh. me. I'm back there and change it and then come back to the future. Yeah. Would you
1: like to do that, really?
2: Well, yeah, so then I could prepare myself for all what was going to happen yeah. to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'd like to do, yeah.
1: Who are the older women who you either know or don't know who, or who are in the public domain who you think are inspiring role models?
2: Well, it was my mum. And I think, you know what, well, I'm not going to just say the likes of, you know, Michelle Obama. I think all women who are coming forward like you, you know, myself and other women that are basically stepping up and out and talking about this. And as the Teller said, it's the new Me Too movement. You know, women that are basically going to their HR and saying, you know, we need changes and, you know, all those women.
1: And just one last one. How many fucks do you give? Oh,
2: I don't really swear. <laughs> 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 uh, how many fucks do I give? Fuck it, one.
1: Just one. Yeah, yeah, just one. <laughs>
2: and even that was hard for me to say. <laughs>
1: cool. Thank you.
2: Brilliant, thank you.
1: Thank you for listening. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can reach me on Twitter at Sam Baker and Instagram at TheOtherSamBaker using the hashtag The You can hear a new episode of The Shift each week on Acast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please do rate and subscribe because it really does help other people find us.